Welcome to the Dietitian Success Podcast. Here at Dietitian Success Center, we're all about making it easier for you to build your confidence and expertise. So whether you're a dietitian or a dietetic student, we've got something for you. I'm Krista, your host and the founder of DSC. Now, are you ready to ditch the imposter syndrome and join our incredible, vibrant community? If so, let's jump in. Hey there, and welcome to the Dietitian Success Podcast. So in today's episode, we are talking all about mapping out your business sales pipeline. So this might be a completely new term for you, or perhaps you've heard it before, but basically it's just a fancy business jargony term for that journey or that path that someone takes from when they first find out about you. So that's often through your marketing efforts. So perhaps they find out about you through word of mouth or uh, via Google search or on Instagram, whatever that might be. And then actually becoming a paying customer or a paying client. And we often forget that people, that most people, in fact, don't automatically become customers or clients as soon as they find out about us, right? Some do, absolutely, which is great if they have a need at that moment and you are there to solve their problem, great. But most people don't. And that is the sales journey. And that's when sales really comes into place. If we are ignoring this process and if we're not recognizing that there is very much a journey that somebody has to go through between becoming a paying customer and finding out about us, we are doing ourselves and our businesses a huge disservice. And so I want you to start off by thinking about your own purchasing. How often do you see something that you want and you buy it on the spot. Now this might happen occasionally and and it's often more popular for lower cost items, but if something is a bigger investment, you're likely going to take some time to think about it, right? And the more often you come into contact with that product or with that service throughout that journey, and the more you're exposed to the benefits, the more likely you are to actually buy it. So, thinking of a couple examples, like number 1, buying a car and regardless of whether you've actually been in this circumstance or not, I think you can, you know, you can put yourself into this scenario that at some point you decide that you need a new car for whatever reason. Maybe it's a need that you have. Maybe a friend got one and you're, you really like it. Maybe you saw a commercial and you're like, oh, that's really cool. So you recognize that you want it. That's kind of step one in the journey. You probably do some research online and then likely you're going to go for a test drive Chances are, while you're doing that test drive or after that test drive, you're not just going to buy that car on the spot. Maybe you are, and congratulations if that is you. But for most people, they're going to take a little bit of time to think about it. You're thinking about the investment. You're thinking about, is this something that's going to fit into my lifestyle? Is this the right thing for me? But throughout that process, likely you're going to be getting some calls from that salesperson at the car dealership because they know that you are interested right? That's the first step. That's the hardest thing for them is to get interested people through the door. So they know that you're interested. So they're going to continue to nurture that relationship with you to increase the chances that you actually buy it. So 
that's the scenario of buying a car, but we can also think about it with our online purchases. So you've probably been in a scenario where you've seen an online course that you really wanted. That's that's something that we're seeing a lot of right now, right? Online courses that we really want. And so the first time we come into contact with that online course, oh, you know, maybe we think that looks pretty interesting, but we might not be ready to make the investment just yet, particularly if it's going to be a higher price point option. But we know that it looks interesting and and our interest is our our interest is peaked, right? We're we're like, okay, I, I, I could see myself doing this eventually, but maybe I'm not ready quite quite yet. And so chances are, you know, you've joined that person's email list. Maybe they've done a free webinar to get you excited, to give you some more information about this course that they're launching. But maybe we're just not quite ready yet. Maybe it's financial. Maybe we're not at the right stage of our business journey, etc., or whatever journey that might be. Um, but perhaps six months later, they offer it again and you're ready and you're ready to to press checkout. Um, and this has happened to me many times before. I'm just thinking about my most recent or not my most recent, but the one before that online course purchase where um, it was a sales course and it was a pretty big investment. And the first time I saw it, I was like, ah, oh, you know, I would love to take this, but I just wasn't at that right place yet. And then they relaunched it six months later and I was ready. But throughout that entire time, you know, I was following this person on Instagram. I was part of their emails. I was observing their launches. And so it really gave me an opportunity to fully understand the value that I would get out of this course. And so, again, if we're not showing up for people throughout this journey, throughout their journey, then they're going to forget about us. They're going to move on to somebody else. They're going to find something different. And so we need to make sure that we are consistently showing up. We are consistently planting those seeds for all those people who are out there that just haven't been ready to buy yet. And this happens all the time in my business, particularly with one-on-one coaching, because it is more of an investment. And so I have a number of clients who have been following me since day one on Instagram. They've been a part of my email list. And only now, you know, a year or two years later, they are ready to go for it. And so just remembering that there's always people in the background who are watching and we need to make sure that we are showing up for those people. So I want to start by defining the term sales. And so obviously, you know, that whole example that I just shared or those two examples that I just shared are really sales in action. But what sales is, is it's just essentially demonstrating that you understand someone's problem and communicating that you have the solution. I think that there's a little bit of a fear around sales and sales processes. Um, there's a perception that it's, you know, kind of this cheesy car salesman type deal. And it does not have to be this way. You know, we can come up with an authentic sales pipeline that feels really right for us. And sales pipelines are so helpful because they give us more control in our business. They give us more predictability. We can eventually get to a point where we where we uh, have a sales process that's so well developed that we know how many people it will bring in every month or every quarter or every year. And that's really where we want to be in our business is when we can get to that predictable point. And so the other thing that I want to, the other term that I want to define before we really get into mapping out our sales pipeline is this term leads. 
um, and particularly cold leads, warm leads, and hot leads. So a lead is essentially just someone that is interested in your business. And we use the terms cold, warm, and hot to really understand where are they at in that purchasing journey. So our cold leads are those people who have just found out about us. They're probably the furthest away from actually becoming a paying customer or client. So these are those people that just start following you on social media or just join your email list or what have you. Um, and then we have our warm leads. Those are the people that have, you know, they've been around for a little bit. They understand the value that we can provide, but they're just not quite ready yet. And then we have our hot leads. Those are the people that are ready to press buy. They're ready to purchase from us. They're excited. And so our job as entrepreneurs is to facilitate that journey from cold to warm to hot and to nurture that relationship with our clients to ensure that they go through those stages of the journey. Okay, so when it comes to mapping out our business sales pipeline, we really start with step one, which is how do we actually generate our cold leads? And then step two is, okay, so now we have cold leads. How do we transition those into warm leads? And then step three, how do we transition those warm leads into hot leads? So let's start with step one. How do we generate cold leads? And this is essentially our marketing plan. Marketing is basically the strategy that we use to generate cold leads. So we do talk a lot about this in the DSC business membership. You know, what is that consistent plan that we can have in place that we can just rinse and repeat every single month when it comes to marketing? How are we getting the word out there about our business consistently? And perhaps you've heard this before, or perhaps this is new information, but when it comes to running our business, about 80% of our time should be spent on sales and marketing. And you might hear that and panic because perhaps that is not how you are spending your time. And that's okay. It's going to take a little bit of time to get to that point. But it's really important that we're focusing a lot of time and energy into that sales and marketing process. And it's not just a one on one and done. It is a a thing that we do consistently in our business. And so that's really step one is generating cold leads through our marketing strategy. And then step two is transitioning those cold leads to warm leads. And usually this is done through our email list. Reason being is because our email list is the most reliable way that we can keep people engaged and we can keep people in our circle. So I'm sure you've seen this before. You've experienced this before. When you follow somebody on social media, you're interested in them for a little bit and you engage with their content. And then, you know, they they just kind of drop off and they're still producing content, but that content isn't shown to you. And that's really just the social media algorithm at play, right? We have no control over that. And so that's why I don't love the idea of only relying on social media in order to generate leads because, again, like, it's just so inconsistent. We don't have any control over the, t the, the people that actually see our content. And so I love, that's why I love email lists and generating uh, email lists, building our email lists over time because that is what directly um, influences our sales. And so uh, this is something that we, we've we just released a new course in the DSC business membership all about email marketing. 
um, which I'm obsessed with. I'm obsessed with email marketing. It's been a huge game changer in my business. It is my core strategy, sales strategy for Dietitian Success Center. But that's really how we transition cold to warm is we have them in our email list. We're continuing to send them value-packed emails to get them you know, excited about what we have to offer, interested in what we have to offer, and really to prove that we have the solutions to their challenges. And then step three is how do we transition warm leads to hot leads? Well, usually, and it depends on the price point of your item and really what you're offering, but usually this is through our discovery call. So our discovery call is that call that happens, it's like a free 15 minute Zoom call that we have often before somebody becomes a paying client. And it's an opportunity for us to be able to, again, really prove to them that we have the solutions to their problem. It's a good opportunity for them to be able to ask questions and really for us to understand, is this person right for our program? And so a couple of principles when it comes to the discovery call, because the discovery call is really important. I mean, think about Think about you, right? If you were to hop on a discovery call with somebody who was clearly nervous, they weren't confident, they didn't know what they were talking about, they didn't have a plan, it felt a little bit awkward, you know, is that going to be someone that you want to buy from? Probably not. And so we want to make sure that we're really working on our discovery call. And if you're a starter entrepreneur, that's okay if your discovery call still feels a little bit awkward, a little bit uncomfortable. You don't really know what to say. You have to start somewhere. And believe me, my first few discovery calls were absolute disasters. And that's all right. It's going to happen. But a couple principles that we want to consider when it comes to navigating discovery calls is number one, when possible, do it over video, not over the phone. The more that you can really establish that personal connection with somebody, the better. Number two is having a visual guide that you can walk them through. This is hugely important and this is something that we talk a lot a lot about in the DSC business community is having that teaching framework, that visual guide that you can walk somebody through so that they understand what they are getting out of their out of their program with you. Number three is make it about them, not about you. You don't need to share your extensive educational and work background. They don't care. At that point, they believe that you have the credentials to be able to help them. So do not waste time talking about you unless they ask. You want to talk about the features and the benefits of your program. So not just here's how many sessions you get. Here's the duration of the program. You're talking about what it is actually going to give them. How is it going to benefit them? You want to talk about pricing. Absolutely. You, you, you definitely want to cover pricing. And then lastly, and this is something that I would say is uh, probably debated <laughs> within the business world, but it's something that I really believe in. And so you can take it with a grain of salt. Um, take the pressure off. So there's a lot of people out there that believe that on a discovery call, you should do your best to seal the deal on the call. 
Um, I'm not a big fan of that because I don't like to pressure people. I don't like people feeling like they are pressured to make a decision. Uh, it doesn't feel right for me. And I know if I was in that scenario, it would be really uncomfortable for me because I would want to be able to go back and think about it for a bit before I made the decision. So when I'm on a discovery call with somebody, I'll often actually say to them, just so you know, there's no pressure to make a decision today. You can, after this call, I will send you an email with all the information that we review and you can take a look and you can think about it and you can let me know by the end of the week. So taking the pressure off is a big one too. And then what do you actually say? Well, we do have a guide on what to say during the discovery call in the DSC business membership so that you don't have to navigate those. You you don't have to go through that awkwardness of like, I just don't even know how to start this conversation. I don't know what questions to ask. It's definitely a learned skill, but we do have a framework that we provide for navigating discovery calls. All right. So just to summarize what we were talking about, you know, sales is an essential part of your business. In fact, should be about 80% of what you do on a day-to-day basis. And sales really means consistency and control in our businesses. It gives us that predictability, which is so essential when we are entrepreneurs. And having a solid pipeline in place helps to ensure that we are continuously showing up for our clients at all stages of their buying journey, whether that's cold, whether that's warm, or whether that is hot. And so we do have a course on sales uh, as part of the Dietitian Success Center business membership. We talk about some of the universal rules of selling yourself. We, We talk about coming up with your marketing strategy to generate your cold leads and mapping out your sales funnel to ensure that you are nurturing those relationships. I also share my sales funnel for Dietitian Success Center. And then we have a five step framework for navigating discovery calls. So what to say to avoid those stress awkward interactions. (laughs) Um, And so you can access this uh, plus 30 plus additional training videos to help you start and grow your business plus monthly live trainings, Q&A sessions, access to all of the nutrition related content in our basic membership. So it's basically an all-in-one everything that you need to be successful as a dietitian for the most affordable membership rate available. And so you can try it out for a month. There's no commitment necessary. We don't make you jump through hoops in order to uh, in order to start or stop your membership. That's not how we roll. And so you can absolutely try it for a month. See if you like it. I think you're going to like it, but you can see if you like it. And then if not, that's okay. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that this helped to give you a little bit of insight and clarity into sales and sales pipelines. Um, and as per usual, send me a DM on Instagram if you have any questions at christico.rd or at Dietitian Success Center. Otherwise, have an awesome week and I will see you next Thursday.